Berto, have you ever listened to a song and been compelled to do something? Like just you know, the, the lyrics are getting into your head and you're just like, I must do this thing. Oh, absolutely. Multiple times like all what? through my life. Like what? I mean, let's start with Rocky soundtracks. Yeah. Maybe it's because I saw him in context with the movies, but man, talk about like, oh, I got to get off my ass. I got to start running. I got to start punching. Yeah. But then there's other things like like dance songs, like uh, Blue Monday by uh, New Order. Uh, oh my God. That thing's like, How I got to start moving. does it feel yeah. <laughs> to treat me like you do? And then I have other associations like chess. The song uh, uh, Bangkok, One Night in Bangkok. Yeah. Um, that song I associated with like, I'm in my car, I'm a teenager, I'm going to a football game, the sunroof's open. Did we have a sunroof? Yeah, I think we did. And I'm like blaring the song. You know why? Because no one else is blaring that same song. <laughs> well, today I want to talk about lyrics and whether or not music can actually be harmful to people. You know, that's a, that's a notion in our society, right? Mm -hmm. That rap lyrics and heavy metal lyrics can cause people to commit evil acts, suicide, homicide, this kind of stuff. And there's been a long history of that. And I, right. I really want to get into that because a patron wrote us an email. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a professor and a therapist. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I am back from my exile. So this is an email from patron April. She says, Hi, Kirk. I'm a patron of the podcast and have been loving your stuff lately. My husband has started listening to the podcast with me. Hello, husband. And we have a few questions regarding how some of the violent lyrics in death metal could affect teenagers. My husband works full-time with youth and recently started mentoring a 15-year-old who is really into death metal. For example, Cannibal Corpse. Have you heard of the band? band I have, yeah. While my husband doesn't want to judge this guy's musical taste, the lyrics to a lot of the songs are quite disturbing. This individual's whole identity is wrapped up in this music. So we're wondering, how greatly can this affect his mental health and emotions? The individual did state multiple times during the last mentoring session that death metal music makes him feel, quote-unquote, better. Do you have any experience with this? And if so, what was your approach? Are we simply overreacting? I should add that my husband and I both love rock music, and I actually really like how some metal sounds. However, I find the lyrics troubling and therefore only listen to metal when it's sung in languages other than English, so I don't have any idea what they're saying. Ha ha. So what do you think, Berto? How do they even know what the lyrics are saying? Like, seriously, <laughs> I, I don't know how they would even know what the lyrics are, uh, other than maybe reading the sleeves. When I was a kid, uh, I was a um, junior high. Every Sunday night, I would listen to death metal on the radio. And I would go to sleep listening to death metal. I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought it was the, not the greatest thing, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, but, but I didn't know what the hell they were saying. Yeah. Uh, it's just what I really enjoyed was this droning, hypnotizing, fast beat, which is, I think, what I eventually loved about drum and bass. Mm. And then you have this kind of hypnotic thing with a... You know, like that kind of thing. 
<laughs> and and you know what? I really had no idea what they were saying. Now it sounded evil, and maybe at at that age, it's kind of like, ooh, what is this evil thing? But mostly, it was that I got a visceral feeling of an emotion from the music. Without regard to the lyrics. Yeah. I'm sure if I had been listening or understanding the lyrics, I probably would have been somewhat horrified. Yeah. Um, and I have since then, as an adult, tried to get into some death metal bands and listen to the lyrics and stuff, and I can't do it. I, I don't enjoy it anymore. The lyrics either make no sense. I, I don't say I'm offended. It's just like, this person is just like saying random, obscene, and trying to be as like disgusting as possible. Like I don't enjoy that, you know? Right. I mean, that's the thing. Whenever you meet death metal uh, people, that, that the musicians, they're super nice, normal. Yeah. They're not satanic or anything. Well, let's look into the research. What do you say? Yeah. So, experiments by Anderson et al., 2003, examine the effects of songs with violent lyrics on uh, whether or not violent lyrics and songs would create aggressive thoughts and hostile feelings. So, the findings are, those who heard a violent song felt more hostile than those who heard a similar song or a nonviolent song, regardless of genre. Those who heard a similar song? So, like, if you heard a... So, oh, I see. if you listen to a, a death metal song that has nice lyrics... I see. Musically, they sound about the same, but the lyric content is different. Right. Got it. So, the idea is, it's like, well, maybe death metal, just the, the music just makes you more violent. No, actually, lyrics do play a role. Interesting. I would have, I would have actually, um, at first, without thinking about it, I would have said, oh, but maybe it's that music that makes you aggressive. But if I had thought about it, I never, expe- I never experienced aggressive, aggressive feelings, but I was never getting the lyrics. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Barangan in, in, in 1995 Study 54 male college students listen to misogynist or misogynist rap mm-hmm. or, misog- or, or neutral rap. So misogynist okay. and neutral rap. Subjects then viewed neutral or uh, sexual slash violent or assaultive film vignettes and chose uh, one to show to, the, to a female confederate, they call. Okay. So they listen to misogynist rap or they listen to to neutral rap and then they view these three clips one being a neutral video clip one being a sexual slash violent clip and one being an assaultive clip and then they as a as a person they get to choose which one to share with their buddy mm-hmm. a, a woman in particular and these are all male subjects among subject subjects who listen to misogynist music lyrics 30 percent showed the assaultive vignette and 70 percent show the neutral vignette so so most of them were like well i don't want to show this nasty mm-hmm. video so i'm gonna but 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 30 percent showed the assault of vignette in the neutral for the neutral music only seven percent showed the assault. sexual violent or assault of vignette so you see a, a you know a like a four times increase yeah in the uh amount of things that in the amount of people who would share this video wow now, what this, what the study, what they say in the conclusion, so that's, that's the reality. Those are the facts. Mm-hmm. But what they say is this suggests that misogynist, misogynist lyrics facilitates sexually aggressive behavior mm. in the real world, which is a pretty big leap there. Yeah, right? that's a bit you know much. I mean? But, you know, maybe. Uh, what, I, what I will say is having experienced uh, video games, not... 
not music, uh, but video game content from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I did have those times where I was not comfortable because I felt like it does trigger things inside of your of your brain when yeah. you're like, okay, I'm gonna. At first, it's kind of funny, but then you're like, am I really gonna beat up on this hooker? Like, yeah, ah, that's a little. Yeah. Um, it, that's why I don't like those games. And if I if they ever give me a black hat, white hat choice, I I even though I always say I'm going to play black hat this time, it's just like I can't do it. I did do it with uh, Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. and I was I went all the way through the game as an evil Sith, yeah. and I felt horrible. Like I really got a little tra- self trauma from that because I made these terrible decisions, yeah. betrayed my friend. It was horrible. Yeah. Having said that, a lot of people not like you and me totally understand it's just a game and it doesn't really matter you know like like the more i play video games which i don't so much anymore the more i was willing to do some of those more psychopathic things because i was like i I know it's a video game it's not real life you know what i mean whereas when i when when i first play a video game if i haven't played a video game in a while it's i almost think of it like it's real life do you know what i mean i totally know what you mean but i i also have in recent years made made a further leap for myself which is that I think it's kind of an arbitrary distinction. Like, we value human life extremely because we're humans, right? And we say, well, we're the most advanced thing that we know of in the universe, blah, blah, blah. So, but, you know, squashing the spider, it's just a spider. So, for me, the feeling is different. I, I always feel like like life is such an interesting, amazing thing. So, I, I actually, if I see a spider, I take it outside. With video games, I, you know... I had a part of my life where I worked in the video game industry. And so I actually know that eventually we're going to have ethical discussions about what actually does it mean to be mean to a creature that may or may not be alive that is simulated. And so I've already kind of like starting to preempt myself for that and saying, no, I don't want to be mean to fictitious virtual creatures because I don't want to be mean to them later when it gets gray zone and someone starts realizing, wait a minute. You're being mean to things that are almost alive. And I don't want to be that person. So, Another study by Fisher 2006 had two different studies in it. And in one study, the authors directly manipulated whether male or female participants listened to misogynist or neutral song lyrics and measured actual aggressive behavior. The male participants who were exposed to misogynist song lyrics administered more hot chili sauce to a female hmm. than than to a male uh, confederate. So, wow. So, so just, okay. So they, this is one, you know, when you do research on humans, you have to be ethical and you can't harm people and you, and you can't even make them harm other people because that harms people because they are forced to harm someone. So you have to devise these really creative ways of trying to measure aggression Mm because you can't like set up a lab experiment where someone actually harms another person. Right. So one of the ways that they do it is they go, okay, you can put as much hot sauce in this, in this glass of water and make the other person drink it as you want. And so, and because you can measure how much hot sauce someone dumps in there, then it becomes an actual variable uh, you know, a numeric variable that you can measure across different participants. Does that make right, sense? Right, that makes sense. So they found that male participants who were exposed to misogynist song lyrics gave more hot chili sauce to to women 
than men who listen to non-misogynist lyrics. Does that make sense? It does, but but do are we sure that the misogynist lyrics didn't include some advice about the antioxidant properties of cayenne pepper? <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same same person, uh, study number two. Participants who heard misogynist song lyrics recalled more negative attributes of women and reported more feelings of vengeance than mm. when they heard neutral song lyrics. So, you know, recalled more negative attributes. So they, they listen to misogynist song lyrics, and then when they are asked to recall negative attributes of women, the misogynist group can recall more negative things. So there's more associations of negativity with women. In addition, men hating, men hating song lyrics or, and what's the men, what's the opposite of misandry or misandry? Is it misandry? Misandry. Yeah. (laughs) What's the opposite of misandry? In addition, misandrous song, is that how you sound? I don't know. It's like such a rare thing that we don't ever say it. But anyway, men hating song lyrics had a similar effect on aggression-related responses of female participants towards men. Right. So you, so if you give anti-gender lyrics to someone of the op- opposite gender, then they tend to exhibit more behavior, actually, towards the other. But again, this doesn't necessarily mean this equates to sure. sexual assault or actual criminal assault or domestic violence or right, something. Right. Here's, here's why this is ultimately not surprising to me. We would not have a trillion-dollar advertising industry if suggestion didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the fact is the human brain is easily suggestible. And, yeah, I think if you put certain kinds of messages in front of someone, uh, at least repeatedly or something, it's probably going to have an influence on their behavior. And I have to, I have to believe that that's some of the things that account for um, mass mass hysteria or mass control like when you have a leader like a hitler or something like this that keeps repeating the certain message over and over and over and everyone does that's got to have an impact on your own belief system yeah yeah it's just hard to measure and with regards to the patron's email it's hard to know because she's asking this this kid who has troubles is listening to this horrible death metal lyrics yeah should we be concerned about this. You're right in that when we look at broad swaths of the population, Mm -hmm. we can see how words have an effect on a group of people, but it's hard to know whether this particular individual is being harmed by death metal lyrics that are, that are aggressive or suicidal or something. So here's one piece of unsolicited advice. Uh, What if, and they may already be doing this, so this is great. It's actually not unsolicited. She explicitly oh, okay, asked us. But maybe she's asking you, so I'm, I'm going to put my two cents in. What if, A, you share some of these, like just share some of these findings with him. Like have a conversation and say, yeah. hey, listen, here's some research. Now, you know, you could give all the caveats you want, but just here's some research. Yeah. And two, again, they may already be doing this, but two, you talk more to the uh, the kid about, why they listen, what do they get out of it, what do they like about it, can we listen together? And then maybe you can express your own, like, questions or fears or whatever about the lyrics and say, like, wow, that sounds really threatening to me, or or stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe that that could help. Good. Yeah, I'm going to get more into that later. Another study by Greitmeier in 2011, listening to pro-social songs, so instead of anti-social, pro-social, like 
like helping people altruism songs uh-huh. can we think of a don't stop believing that's a pro <laughs> song um and so uh, they for instance uh what what beatles song has the most um has this pro social message can love is all you need yeah but instead they give an example help which help i, I need somebody that's not that's not well, pro social I mean, that's asking for help yeah yeah so I don't understand. But anyway, listening to a pro-social song reduced aggressive thoughts, hostile emotions, and aggressive behaviors in the lab. But again... I mean, in- that's not Beatles. You're playing Beatles music? and That's going to make anyone better. <laughs> well, not in the 60s, because they would have thought that music actually... That's har- true. That's true. Another study by Mast and McAndrew in 20... 20- I hope you understand there's a lot of research on lyrics and music and how... It I didn't realize. Yeah, there's a lot of research. Mast and McAndrew, 2011. This is a quote. Violent lyrics in heavy metal music can increase aggression in males. Hmm. That's the... I think that's the title of the, of the uh, study. 35 male college, just 35, but 35 male college students added as much hot sauce, again, the hot sauce, as they wanted to, to a cup of water, they believed another subject would have to drink after listening to one, heavy metal music with violent lyrics, heavy metal music without violent lyrics, or no music at all. So they were exposed to music, uh, heavy metal with violent lyrics, heavy metal with non-violent lyrics, and then no music at all. And then they say, okay, now I want you to... Uh, put a bunch of hot sauce in this glass, and then you're, the other person is going to have to drink it. And males who were exposed to the music with violent lyrics added more hot sauce to the water than those of the other two groups. Uh, and the other two groups were sort of equivalent to each other? Yeah. Wow. The results clearly indicate that it was the lyric and not the other qualities of the music that was responsible for the aggressive behavior. I, I think maybe it's because... Um uh, I learned English sort of as a second language when I was little, but um, I, I have I have a really hard time picking out lyrics in death metal songs. No, me too. No, I yeah. grew up in the United States, and I'm terrible. I have friends that can pick out lyrics, memorize them, like in the first reading, yeah, or listening. I, I've like, for instance, I'm obsessed with the Strokes, yeah, and I some it's not super easy to hear his lyrics all the time. Or REM, that's true. I there just take REM. Uh-huh. I was I was obsessed with REM in the mid '80s, and there are some albums that I've been listening to since the mid '80s. I've probably listened, no joke, like tens of thousands of times. Wow. To 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 certain albums, Murmur, for instance. I actually didn't know you were so into them. That's crazy. Early, like before they got popular. Oh, okay, okay. Like I'm a hipster. No, but honestly, <laughs> like like. Uh, there's just something about those first three or four albums. That, Which, by the way, I don't think I've I've heard much of. Yeah, you probably haven't. I probably only know like the latter 80, late 80s, early right. 90s. Right. When they became popular. Yeah. I loved them then too, but now when I listen to that popular stuff, it really aggravates me. Okay. Their, their early stuff is actually really great. But anyway, there are REM songs that I will sing along with because I'm like you. I sing along yeah. with music, and I and I don't know the words. I'm just ma- <laughs> blah, 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 blah. yeah. I'm just making up <laughs> syllables. So so yeah, I'm similar, and I wonder if that's a factor too. Because if you just made me listen to heavy metal music, plus as musicians, yeah, we're listening to the drums, yeah. the bass, the 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 tempo, the energy. 
which usually overpowers my attention that I right. actually can't even pay attention to the lyrics. That, no, that actually is, definitely was my experience growing up is that I would, um, I would get very enraptured by the, the vocal melody. And so before I even had a chance to hear the lyrics, I would start singing along. Even on first listens of songs, I would just start singing along. Yeah. So of course I wasn't listening to the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we'll review more research and actually talk about some of my recommendations. What do you say? Sounds good. Okay, we're back. If you haven't already become a patron, become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. You can also join our new Facebook fan page, Facebook fan group. It is uh, the administrators, not us uh, officially. I mean, we're administrators, but we're not mm-hmm. active. The, the main administrator is a, is a listener to the podcast, the patron, famous patron, Lyndon. Lyndon. And if you also want to support the podcast, you can get a Loot Crate and use the promo code psychology and you get a discount and we also get a kickback. So that's loot crate psychology, but really become a patron, become one of us. Okay. So a study by stack 1998 found a positive correlation between self-reported preference for heavy metal and an endorsement of suicide as acceptable. Wow. So (laughs) they, you know, surveyed a bunch of people and they said, how much do you like heavy metal? And, how acceptable is suicide? And the people who preferred heavy metal also were would endorse suicide as being acceptable. Interesting. Now, correlation doesn't mean causation. Maybe people who are suicidal are attracted to death metal. Uh, it's hard to know. Right. Uh, another study by Stack et al. 1994, positive correlation between U.S. regional suicide rates of teenagers and, and young adults and heavy metal music, uh, as measured by the subscription rates to Metal Edge, which is a magazine for heavy metal. <laughs> so, so they did, you know, a, a, a large study in terms of gathering all this data, and they said, okay, in regions where Metal Edge has a higher per capita subscription rate, uh, suicide is is more prevalent in that area. What do you think about that, Berto? Wow. Well, I think that the ly- if the lyrics are the thing influencing people in the music, then perhaps when you have a magazine devoted, which got a lot of words in it and things like that, maybe they print lyrics of the songs, maybe they interview band members and they sound pretty angsty and whatever, that might be having an effect. Or perhaps uh, maybe the other correlation could be that people that are likely to read that are so into the music that they're listening to that much more of that kind of music and lyrics. Right. Well, that's the idea is that yeah. they're trying to say heavy metal music leads to suicidal thoughts and behavior. Yeah. You know, but correlation again does not cause yeah. causation. Right. Especially when you're looking at regions of the United States. I mean, the, the, there are so many different factors going into a mm-hmm. region. Yeah. For instance, let's say that like Northern Florida has a lot of metalheads. I, I don't know where metal. Where do, where do you think metalheads live? Uh, no, it's got to be colder climates, okay. not Florida. For like kind of Pennsylvania life. or something. Yeah, or, I don't know. But anyway, so let's say Pennsylvania, like northern Pennsylvania. There's a lot of metalheads up there, and there's a lot of suicide. And Detroit. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> you could imagine that there, all the other factors that would go into uh, affecting whether or not someone was suicidal or not that are completely independent of the music you listen to. Yeah. Uh, poverty, uh, disenchantment, drug addiction, right. Uh, families breaking up, ethnicity, 
jobs. I mean, it just seems like, like for instance, in the middle of the city, in, in Seattle anyway, there's not a lot of metalheads, <laughs> right? You know, and suicide might not be as high. Well, is that because of metal or because there's a lot of people who have jobs and there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of support because you're living next to, I, who knows? I'm just right, right, right. throwing that out there. Well, it could be like um, concluding that gangster rap leads to um, urban violence because you looked at populations that listen to gangster rap. And then exactly. it turns out that at the time when gangster rap was most popular, the majority of the population listening to it lived in poor urban areas right. that had a lot of violence. Right. Or they came out with a study that said gangster rap leads to someone being in a gang. Right. And it's like... Uh, <laughs> They're already in gangs, and then the gangster rap comes out. <laughs> or or uh, hip-hop makes your skin brown. Now, that's true. Yeah. Other research... Violence in rap lyrics increased as violent crime increased from the late 80s to the early 90s. So there were studies saying as rap lyrics get more and more violent through the 80s and early 90s, we also see an increase in violent crime. So obviously it's the lyrics, right? (laughs) Of course, right. What do you think? Well, I mean, that's just what we were just saying is which came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. But... They subsequently did more research, and as violent crime decreased from 1993 forward, mm-hmm. the violence in rap lyrics remained the same. Ah. So obviously, correlation does not mean causation. Yeah. But in the early 90s, this was, you know, this was research that a lot of people were pointing to. Right. I mean, I don't know if people remember this, if you're not old enough, but I certainly do. I mean... Um, Gore's wife, right? Wasn't she responsible for the the parental the, advisory? Was it her? I, I didn't know who it was, but I remember when it happened. Yeah. And NWA and all this stuff. And there was extreme moral panic yeah. against rap lyrics, as uh, gangster rap lyrics. Well, do you remember the band in the USA? Yeah, right. Was, right. Um, two, now, live, two Live Crew. That Two Live Crew talk about bad quote unquote bad lyrics like as a kid l- listening to that Lisa Horny yeah I mean those are some really misog- well not all but a lot of them are very misogynistic lyrics you know yeah. right as with all sorts of these studies it doesn't demonstrate these studies don't demonstrate that violent lyrics cause actual antisocial or suicidal behavior mm-hmm. it merely demonstrates a slight increase on average in violent thoughts and feelings Right. Or suicidal thoughts and feelings. But those thoughts and feelings could quickly go away after they leave the lab, right? And these studies never, to my knowledge, single out those people who actually like this music to see what effect it has on them. They just take random people and expose them uh, to metal music that was finally... Because if you had me, I don't like, I don't like death metal. Mm-hmm. And if you made me listen to... <laughs> to death metal with terrible lyrics, it would, it would aggravate me. My adrenaline might get going and there will probably be some, some side effects of that, like being more aggressive and just, just being less empathetic towards other people. Right. Although my hypothesis would be that you would have the same or similar effect with the nice lyric death metal. And maybe, maybe, yeah. but at the same time, but at this, but maybe violent lyrics and death metal, even get me going even more. But take yeah, yeah. someone who loves death metal right, 
and loves that kind of music Does it and, lo- and loves those kinds of lyrics just for its artistic expression. And I wonder what effect it has on them. Because yeah. to them, like with this patron's client, they actually might be soothed by it. And that's the thing right. that, like you're saying, like when you would listen to it going to sleep, that's, that's in my experience uh, what, a, what it does for a lot of people. But I'll get more into that later. Well, and, and, and it could be like, you know, I love American Psycho, right? Right. And someone could say like, dude, you're, you know, that means you're going to be more violent and stuff. Right. It's like, that's not the effect it has on me. Right. That's one of the most violent, like misogynistic, yeah, it, terrible, just horrific movies. Right. And right, most people wouldn't say that that movie would incite that kind of behavior. Right. It's too expensive to conduct a study that would actually answer these questions. You know, to actually, if you want to actually find out if this sort of music actually causes uh, some amount of increase in negative behavior. You'd have to have hundreds of people of various ages and cultural backgrounds, and you would have to make them listen to particular kinds of music. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have to monitor them for months or years to see if the music affected their behavior. You'd have to follow them around with a secret video camera because you can't rely on self-report. Right. Right. So this would be the only way to know the answer to this question. And we just simply cannot divide to pay for a study like yeah. that. And, and therefore we just don't know that, that there's a big question mark you know like you'd have to do yeah or, or have something where yeah, in a community that had a specific amount of uh, crime then you introduce and i don't know how you do how do you introduce a community to a specific type of music you'd have to force them <laughs> to listen to a particular kind of music which know? the forcing of something i don't know right it's exactly exactly too hard. too hard right it's too hard so because of the chicken or the egg thing, like you're saying, maybe people who are violent, who are have violent feelings growing in them, are attracted to violent lyrics. So right. it's just hard to know. Now, I do wonder if they can do uh, some basic bio, and, and I know this wouldn't tell us too much, but um, detect bio signals while they're listening to the different kinds mm-hmm. and see, does adrenaline go up more in some cases? Does a cortisol rise in some cases? Does heartbeat rise more in some cases? Yeah. Things like that. So does working out. Out. No, right, but but I'm but it's curious to like if all the death metal music, including the good lyrics and the bad lyrics, all has the same kind of biological effect. Okay, we haven't learned much, right. but if the lyrics make the stress uh, response go higher, that's that's an interesting thing. It's interesting because and, and I'm stress guessing... is bad for health, and it can be bad for uh, relationships. It could be bad for you know. So that alone might be an interesting finding. Yeah. So here's my clinical opinion. For decades, maybe centuries, there have been various accusations that young people music causes everything from suicide to murder to hypersexuality to rebellion, and that is currently going on today. I mean, all you have to do is listen to the old music that was accused of doing this to young people to see how silly it is. Sgt. Pepper's was thought to cause all sorts of problems in young people. You listen to it now, and you're like, why are we worried about this? But at the time, Sgt. Pepper... And that's why it's just so hard to identify with, with. That's why it's just so easily refuted by me of people like listening to current music and going, ooh, I'm so scared by this. Yeah. You listen to Sergeant. Pe- I mean, there were people who legitimately, who, large groups of Americans who thought Sergeant Peppers was a satanic um, album that was, that was, in fe- like that had backwards back masking that was subliminally <laughs> telling kids to use drugs, move away from home, right. kill people. Uh, but when you listen to it now, you're like, that's stupid. 
and, and, and similar to even even music 25 years ago nwa was 25 years ago you right. listen to to the music now and you're just like oh it's kind of quaint at the time it was extreme it was terrifying to americans but now it's like yeah it's it's fine it, it's all just basically it's all just basically like kids today you know that's that, right. it's just a manifestation of well that. like nine inch nails which i loved right but i always felt a little a little dark listening to head like a hole you know and if you listen to it now it's like oh head like a hole black as your soul i'd rather die but it, it it's great and i love the music but it certainly doesn't sound that evil anymore right and the temptation is to say well compared to lyrics today but that's actually not it because if you actually listen to the lyrics of nwa or public enemy or something from 1990 mm-hmm. it's actually pretty uh violent yeah yeah it definitely is uh and 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 and, and pretty dark you right. know and and inciting violence, you know. Yep. The, the, there's endorsements of of harming police officers, yeah. you know, ice tea and and this kind of thing. And so, it, it, but the difference is is that it's so long ago that right. and you as an adult, depending on how old you are, might actually like that music, right? And so it just doesn't seem to have the power of paranoia that it that it's right but new music will always do that right so 187 on the undercover cop but like new music what's the new scary music right now is there new scary music well death metal uh, but that's not new like what's new well new death metal (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know any yeah, that's true. It's well, it, it it's actually just Miley sort of, Cyrus is that scary. Well, it's actually well to some people, but to me, yeah, it, it it's actually something that I don't know if it's just me getting old or an actual thing that's happening, which is a lot of pop music has just run out of different corners to exploit, you know. I I know that rap music and hip hop is progressing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to be progressing that much. Do you know what I mean? Right. And all the rock alternative corners have been exploited. Of, of course, new music's coming out all the time. Yeah. But I haven't heard something that's like drastically new. I mean, I remember remember when grunge came out. That was like that was like a basically a whole new form of music. Yeah. But here's the thing. And when, when Eminem came out, when I was yeah, when I was young, I remember when when grunge came out, I remember older people saying, Oh, that's just punk. That's just Uh, punk music. So anyway, the point is, is that, uh, there are other examples. For instance, Charlie Manson said the white album inspired him to start a cult and murder a bunch of people. You've heard that, right? And, uh, would you say the White Album caused Charlie Manson to do those things? No. Absolutely, because Helter Skelter. Yeah. He's crazy and a psychopath. Yes. And he listened to an album and, it, you know, it, it... It's like saying that Patrick Bateman, he was caused by Huey Lewis or something. <laughs> right. There were songs in the 1930s that young people listened to that were thought to cause murder and suicide. Right. But I guarantee you, if if young people listen to those songs today there would be no such association. In right. fact, how many parents would love it if their kids listened to hipster music like the 1930s? Marilyn Manson was blamed for the Columbine murders because killers listened to Marilyn Manson. Oh, right. Oh speaking, oh, speaking of, that was one of the last great examples of when, when they came on the scene. Man, that was shocking. Yeah. Do you remember Beautiful People, The Beautiful People? Yeah. That video was scary. Yeah. Judas Priest was sued in court for causing the suicide of two young young dudes. 
the parents accused Judas Priest for using backmasking, you know, backward lyrics uh-huh. to, to make people commit suicide using subliminal messages. And just to sum up, there all the research demonstrates that subliminal messages don't work on people. Yeah. Some teens shot a cop and blamed it on Tupac's lyrics. It's all not supported by science. It's a very convenient defense. You know, if, if, tu- if Tupac causes people to shoot cops, then thousands of cop shootings would happen all the time, particularly in the 90s. I mean, Tupac was, you know, arguably the most popular artist in the 90s. Yeah. Millions and millions of kids listened to Tupac in the 90s. Perhaps every, every teenager in the 90s. And yet all these kids... Among all of them, only a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of right. a percentage percentage did something terrible. It's the same thing with Doom. Remember they said the same thing about Doom and Columbine? Because they played Doom. Yeah. And Doom was one of the most played video games in history at the time. Right. And so that percentage is lower than lightning strikes, than shark bite. It's ridiculous, you know. Right. I Whenever I think about this stuff, I think about this one special on the public, you know, uh, channel nine PBS and Wayne Dyer. Do you know Wayne Dyer? He's like one of those like, uh, kind of new age inspirational speakers, sells tons of books and, and gives a lot of lectures. I mean, he, he's actually, some of his stuff is actually kind of nice. You know, he'll talk about relationships and about taking care of yourself and whatnot, but he's also super new age and believes in energies and this kind of thing. And I'll never forget he he said that he did experiments on people and he would take this is back when CDs were popular and he would say you know that positive music like um like the beatles are good for your energy and negative music like rap music is bad for your energy ah and to prove that he what do you think he did what 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 new age thing do you think he did ennia <laughs> well, what did he do? How did he experiment oh. on the energy? Oh, no. Like uh, some sort of a pyramid to see vibrations or something like that? or Similar. But he took somebody uh-huh. and he, he put the CD on their back. And oh, then, no. And then pushed and then asked them to hold their arm out. Wait, wait, without playing the music? No, not playing it. It's just the CD? Yeah. Like your your back has a laser reader on it? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then God. he himself would push down on the on the guy's hand. And when the, when the hip-hop rap music was on his back, he had much less you know, energy to push back than when, it, when, then when Enya went, and then he had tremendous strength. He didn't put any on. Was I right about Enya? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's he just crazy. said, he just said like good versus yeah, bad yeah. music. And the amount of problems with a, with a observation or study like that. Oh my God. Is, is, uh, is amazing. No, that's hilarious. Imagine the repercussions for like the industry. Like the, it turns out humans can read laser discs. Yeah. Wow. And like, if you're a marathon runner, you should have Enya. Oh, I know. Strapped to you. Oh, talk about performance enhancing CDs. (laughs) So the bottom line is this. I've worked with kids like this. Kids who stay in their rooms and listen to aggressive metal or aggressive hip hop or aggressive punk. And, and it, you know, it can get concerning. You're, you're worried about them. Mm -hmm. They're, they're suicidal. They're dressing in black. They're smoking pot. They hate themselves. They hate their families. They hate school. Yeah. It's not because of the music, folks. The music might be a small factor. It might be. 
but it's not worth focusing on the music. Things that you were talking about earlier, Berto. It's, it's due to other factors that are more salient to the human experience, like social alienation, depression, feeling suicidal, being borderline, low self-esteem, having been traumatized, being neglected, problems in your family, addiction for yourself or a family member, suicidality in a friend, not doing well in school, feeling like an outcast, losing a friend, the death of a friend, and so on. These are, these are factors that we know and can intuit would absolutely cause a young man to become morose, sad, mm-hmm. suicidal, isolated. And the music is just an incidental part of that. And the music might actually be a way for them to cope. And that's usually what I hear from clients. Interesting. Is when I ask them, what do you do when you're stressed out? You know, what helps? And they'll say, when I go in my room and I lock my door and I crank the music, whatever they're into, it makes me feel better. And that's what I remember about music. Yeah. When I was a teenager and I was stressed out about something, I would go into my room and I would crank the shit out of something. Husker Du, early R.E.M., The Beatles, and instantly I would feel better. Look, when I was in my serial killer phase, I would get super stressed out that the cops would find me, but I would instantly play like really loud rock music in my headphones, and that would calm me down while I was doing my stuff. Exactly. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself, and I hope you enjoyed this, this answer to your question, patron. Let us know what you think. And take care of yourself because you deserve it.